you you do have a lot of talent edwin yeah i, I will <laughs> say that I'm, uh, uh. welcome to the writer source podcast with ufoma and faith the podcast where you get all the juicy content and hot topics on the myths and truths about writers and the writing industry especially in africa and around the continent hello guys so um, our guest on today's episode is Edwin Madro. Edwin Madro is a Nigerian writer, editor, poet, scriptwriter, and content creator, as well as a singer, songwriter, and music producer under the moniker doing this story. He's a founding member of the Nigerian indie group Ignis Brothers. He works in several genres, including folk, Afropop, world, soft rock, R&B, and hip-hop. His writing has been published in numerous publications, including Tekabao, um, Jalada, Afrida, Parcontra, Literal, OK Panky, Brittle Paper, Kalahari Review, Arts and Africa, Bella Ninja, to mention a few, and his work has been longlisted for literary prizes. His debut poetry chapbook, titled Poetry for the Mildly Insane, was originally pu- published digitally by Praxis Magazine. His debut solo album, Heavy Art, was released in July 2018. The Cost of Our Lives, the debut album from his band, Ignis Brothers, was released in August 2020. He's currently the editor-in-chief at Zikoko. Magazine. Welcome, Edwin. Hi. That's that a very long, maybe feel very important. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, all yes. our guests are important, and you are very important, Edwin, and we're excited to be thank sitting you. here with you. Faith has been dying to speak to you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> she has been all about no we need to get doing so very long and I'm like, okay yes please send that email so thank you for honoring our invite edwin no problem thank you for having me okay so i think we'll just dive right into it um guys right. we've already said the amazing guests we have with us today edwin madu also known as Dwayne the stoic and um edwin is a songwriter an editor a writer, everything, everything. And we're just going to start by saying there is the music side to you, the musician, the songwriter, and there is the editor and the writer. I mean, you have two names to to prove that already. So would you say it's something you've always planned to do, you know, write, do music, edit, just be in the literary space? Uh, I would say... I always like stories, and I think stories are where everything starts from. Uh, I think with all the other things I do, or with all the things I do, is just how I express those stories. So um, one thing can become a poem, but it can then become a song as well. So, you know, it just depends on how you're feeling most of the time. So these days, most things will become, most stories I want to tell might come out as a song, but sometimes I might write a short story, or even these days I, I work on, you know, scripts, trying to do some of the work I do as a Coco. We're working on, you know, original screenplay and sketches and things of the sort. So, yeah, just finding expression for stories is kind of what I do. Well, 
is great. <laughs> um, Edwin, so I want to ask, um, how is how is it like? Let's talk about writing for you and editing for a minute. Um, so I would say that with with being editor in chief, the work is less about editing. It's, you know, I think I've not done a lot of editing in a while because, like, you know, your your role, the role kind of becomes more about you know strategy and direction and admin. You know, so I'm I'm more you know, trying to build a team, you know, more like work to, you know, build the brand and stuff like that. But I would say that, you know, there's still a lot of creativity involved there, you know, figuring out new formats to do, new ways to create things. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a fun thing. I write sparingly. I know when I had just gotten into Zikoko, I was writing the Sex Life column for a bit. And okay. that, was, that was fun. And then, you know, I left that after a while and just focused more on just the general, you know, overseeing things, side of things. But yeah. Wow. I, I always like, I, I, I think in an episode we had with, um, Unzube Lebedim, he's the editor in chief at the Shadow Tales Review and also at Afrocritic. I spoke about the fact that I admire what editors do because I think it's a lot of work. Um, as much as writing is a lot of work, I think the editing process is double that work because you have to look for like the best in the, in that story, in that article and just bring it to the state it's supposed to be for the right audience. So well done with what you're doing. And Zikoko is everybody's favorite. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the first time I learned about the magazine, it was in, I was in uni, early uni. I don't read it as much. As I used to while I was in uni, I think time and all, but Zikoko is huge and I think everybody knows Zikoko and it's amazing the beautiful articles and stories that come out of the magazine. So we'll Thank just you. be moving on. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. When did you first start writing? I would say, you know, there's always the, you know, writing from time to time, stories here and then making them up as a kid, but I would say first time I Probably, I'll count the first time I published something on a blog. It was sometime in 2012, okay. and it was I think it was after it was after my sister had passed, and I hadn't written anything in a while, and I just sat to write something. I I had I had a lot of emotions, and I wanted to write something, yeah. and so I did. Um, and I think that's something that is still on my blog. One of the earliest things, first thing, sometime in 2012. Uh, yeah, that was that was when I I would say I started writing more, and then over time, more short stories, poetry, and whatnot. Well, and how's the journey been like for you? Well, it's been great. I would say I think um, in 2015 I got like huge validation for my you know writing in um, Chimamanda's Farafina mm -hmm. workshop. You know, so I was one of the participants in 2015. It was the first time, like, you know, to have that level of, like, okay, this this person is saying your writing is good. I remember getting the email and just not <laughs> being sure that it was, you know, for real. And, yeah, and yeah it, was, it was a very interesting thing to just have that by her. And then to go for the workshop and meet amazing people. You know, I think my set was just full of just really talented writers. 
um, and to meet her. And yeah, to have to have that experience was great. And following that, I then just started doing a lot of other things. So aside from writing and editing and music, I also worked briefly in the tech space. You know, I was a programmer. I was a, you know, at some point I worked on some documentaries as a scriptwriter. So yeah, there's just been a bunch of different ways of expressing, you know, creativity where... Mm, I'm doffing my I don't have a hat on, but I'm doffing my hat anyways. Because <laughs> <laughs> um anybody who gets so I, I think like really amazing people, when I see someone who has been on Chimamanda's workshop, I'm always like, Yeah, yeah, you're doing something right because it's not easy getting into that workshop and I think oh, you yeah, learn a yeah. lot, you grow from them and so you you have amazing talent and you have a beautiful voice. That's that's one of the validation that getting on that workshop gives. And yes, it, 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 I'm I think happy. it really helped my writing growing as a young writer as well. An alumni of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So Edwin, I do have one question though. What kind of writing do you find yourself more comfortable with since you write across different genres? What type of writing? I would say these days, music, I think there's a certain, um, I don't know how to put it, it's it's become second nature in some way, where once I get an idea or something I want to express, I will almost immediately want to create a melody or write something, you know, for a song. But but then sometimes it still boils down to the kind of thing I want to say. If I want to tell a story that might involve a lot more, like I think of it and it's a lot more visual in my head, I will see ways to maybe make that a uh, short story because shooting might take too long if you want to make the video. But I consider all these things with uh, when I'm creating, but usually I will just write a song. Hmm. Music and I think music and writing there's always a connection like you said anything could be a poem anything could be a song as long as you string the right words together yeah it's always always very interesting having some i know it started very early where some poems just started you know i would write them as poems but i'm like yeah this would make a good song and then i'll just change it you you do have a lot of talent edwin yeah i I will say that i mean uh, uh. guys can you can you what our guest is we don't. Uh, 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 gig, gig. I, know, I, I, I try. I try to use all of it while I'm here. You know. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. So you mentioned something about being um a Farafina Writing Trust alumnus. You are now called Purple um, Hibiscus Writing Fellowship. Um. Can you tell us about that? About the workshop, man. This is. This is Give or take seven years ago, but I think I still remember a good chunk of it. Um, it was, I mean, for me at the time I was 19, I had just, I was just at the end of, of uni. I was just about done, like we had, you know, finished and I, I got into the workshop. I was really excited. I think meeting her was, you know, I mean, it was, it's, it's every young writer's dream, to be honest. And then having, having some sort of structured, you know, approach to writing. Because again, before this, I really was just writing however I felt. I had no, I didn't, 
I, I mean, I, of course, I, I learned a lot of my writing from reading, but I didn't know that there were certain things that would make your writing better, some rules. For example, one thing that is really a very core part of my writing now that came from her, from that workshop, was the principle of, of, of not purchasing, but buying. And it's, it's simply, um, it's a thing I, I apply now, even in how I edit, where it's, you go for the word that is simpler. You don't want to, mm-hmm. just because you can, use the most difficult word. You want to consider your right, your yes. reader and allow them just swim through your work as opposed to having to stop. Like, of course, you use the big words, you know, sometimes, you know, to show, to flex on them. But yeah. I, <laughs> ideally, you just, you, you keep, um, you keep it simple. And, and that's something I learned from her was because it was, you know, you're a young writer and you have these, because you had these assignments you had to do during the workshop and then you would read to the whole class, essentially. And when she would give feedback, it's like, yeah, you know, you, you had, you did a purchase there where you could have just bought. And, you know, and that the principle was really in the, in the fact that you can use purchase and buy, but you probably should just use buy. Uh, but yeah, mm. that's one very key thing. I, I think one thing about the workshop was just how, there's something about community as well, having all those writers in one space and having it's different kinds of writing. Some people were more poetic in their writing. Some people were just straight up narration, like narration gurus. They would just walk you through a scene and you would just feel like you're there. Some people were great at dialogue. And so it was good having, and we would all read each other's work. So you were basically, uh, you know, iron sharpening, iron type thing going on. It was really cool. I would say it yeah. was one of my, it's, it's, particularly, it's part of one of my just greatest memories, I think, being in that workshop, having all that time to just learn to write. Well, I want to pick from what you just said on the iron sharpening iron thing. And I think yeah. that's one thing writers um, should always have, you know, have somebody else that you bounce off on. Myself and Faith were part of a writer's group. And that's how we met in the first place. And it's it's actually been very helpful to my writing journey. And I think I can say the same for Fates because you get to learn from other writers. Like you said, you get to see where you're lacking. You get to learn new things. You you get to see, okay, my strengths are in this kind of writing and the other writer's strengths is in this and we can, you know, bounce off of each other. I write work, I write my stories and I have somebody that I can say, okay, you know what, read this for me. And I know you're going to be brutally honest about my story and not just give me, oh, this is very lovely because you <laughs> know, you know what, what should be there, you know what should not be there. And I think, yeah, every writer should have that. So um, I understand why you're very grateful for the workshop and you had so much to take home from it. And we hope that more writers get opportunities like that and to, to, to be part of something that builds them, that builds their craft. Cause that's what's being a writer is growing every day. Like you said, there's always room for growth. So yes. <laughs> so, um, I think we're just going to move fast. Uh, we've taken a lot of your time, Edwin. We know you're a busy man and thank you thank you again for sitting with us so yes your songs they are mostly heartbreaking you know they talk about love Uh, loss i know earlier on you spoke about loss and how that was a time for you and it drove you 
to doing something of comfort, which was writing for you. So does this have um, anything to your personal loss? Has it inspired your arts or your craft in some way? I, I mean, I think that, that, yeah, definitely things that have happened to me, not just lost, um, yeah. love as well, heartbreak, um, uh, you know, happiness, pride, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I think I've put a lot of that into my music. Um, why I think why I have been comfortable with doing more things that lean more on loss and grief and heartbreak is that you find that people are not people don't you don't, you don't really call someone vulnerable for expressing how happy they are because that's yes. expected. People just are used to that. You something good happens, you laugh, you you scream, you make noise. It's it's fine. It's life. But when bad things happen, or when you're sad, or when you've lost someone, or when you're heartbroken, you go into your room and you cry, and you don't, you know, you don't let anyone see that. And I think uh, I then just found it, and this was an interacting with people who had listened to my music. I think I found that people were finding some sense of, you know, they felt some ownership of the music. They felt like this was this belonged to them in some way. It was helping them through things, and so. While now I I am doing songs that are not necessarily about loss and I'm doing songs that are more danceable mm-hmm. and all of that, but I do think that there is a place for the ballad, for the soft song, for the song about heartbreak mm-hmm. because it's still part of life. And if you're going to dabble in love, you kind of need to know that that's a thing that can happen. But yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, and... um. So I would say that there is a connection between your writing and your music. And I'm very sure you would not want to choose any because both make you who you are. They make you Edwin Madu. They make you Dwayne the Stoic. So I'm just going to ask one last question before we let you go. Um, What is the one thing that makes you get up every day to do music, to write, to just get up and be creative? What is that drive? I would say, and I think this is something I, I've said a couple of times before, and I think it's something I, I usually, I think it's a good way to end it because it's sort of my thing I say to creators. It's why, you know, I'm down to do things like this because I, you know, see that you're fellow creators. And I know that the one thing I always say about stories is that we're, it's the thing that we're given, those of us who write, those of us who create. It's the thing you're given and these stories need to find their way to people who need them through you. You're, you're, you're a custodian. And so you do a disservice to yourself and to the people who need to hear these stories when you don't wake up and do it. And so for, for a person like me, that's one part of it. You know, the fact that I know that these stories that I have in my head or that I hear in my head sometimes, I, there, there is a, there's a person who needs it. There are songs that I, I, I waited, like, after writing it, a song like If Nam, I'd written in 2018, but didn't come out till 2021. Uh, but when it did, there are people who have reached out to me and told me how this is the one thing that soothes them sometimes. Or this is the, and then you find that. And in that, I've drawn a lot of meaning from my work. And I, th- I think it also helps when, you know, you're in a, you're creating in a space where it can feel like, you know, there's nobody else, you know, listening to what you're doing or reading what you're doing, you can feel like, man, what's this all for? 
but to wake up in the morning to go do it is to know that it's meant for something. I'm not, I'm not creating this. I mean, I'm doing it because I like it for sure, but it's also, it's meaningful. And to know that your art is meaningful, that it has where it needs to go, it may not be apparent to you, but it does. So just keep at it, I guess, regardless of what's happening. Yeah, you said something that struck me there, to know that your art is meaningful. And I think that's what keeps every creative person going. You know that what you're doing has meaning to someone. There's someone who's going to pick up your your, your book and feel something and connect to some character, connect to what you're talking about. There's somebody that listens to your music and they're at peace or they remember something or it just strikes a chord. So thank you, thank you, thank you for the for just creating beautiful, meaningful art. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, you know, whenever else we can have a conversation, I'm, I'm very down. Just let me know. Yay. I'm fun, You had too much fun. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think we have just one more question. Okay, one more question, yeah? Yes. Okay. So I wanted to say that I first heard about doing the Stoic from um, a friend. His name is Leo. And I remember he... Okay, so a friend had sent me the album, the Ignis Brothers, the Cause of Our Lives album. And it was so good. I was listening to it in class. I, was, I would take walks around campus and I would be listening to um, I Lied. You write her and I'll be crying because... <laughs> and, <laughs> because it was so it was so good i could relate and then i remember our sex you know you know those kind of things that you hear and you want everybody to hear it so so i remember i was just like have you guys heard this album and then my friend was like ah, we know we know him now like we've heard him where have you been then he sent ifunaya to me and and it was like he sings solo and then he sent ifunaya to me and i just never went back since and i've just been hooked on your music so this is really huge for me. <laughs> thank you very much. This is very, this, I love, I love, thank you. Thank you for, for listening and for sharing. Thank you. So I just, I wanted to ask you first, what inspired the name Dwayne the Story? The name? Yes. Um, well, I mean, on one hand, it is an oxymoron and I like that it is. I think in the same way, I think I'm very, I, I like names that have this waiting about them. Like Ignis Brothers, we're a duo and I'm a guy and she's a woman. And so it's also a kind of weird name. So I said, Dwayne the Stoic, I think the, the, the name had come from, I mean, Dwayne comes from Edwin, just without the E. And the Stoic, I was going to go by just Dwayne, but there was another guy named Dwayne, like who releases music. So I had to. Add something else to it. So um, the Stoic, I, I think I'd heard the word Stoic in the Mumford and Sons. They're, they're my favorite band. The Mumford and Sons song. Um, I think it was a line that went something like a Stoic mind and a bleeding heart. And I just like, I really like the word Stoic. And I went to read up on what it meant to be Stoic. And I knew that, you know, I mean, I don't think I want to be Stoic in that way, but I like the, the idea of it. And so I just took it. So now it's a play on the fact that to be stoic is to look at life and good or bad, just kind of take it as it is, you know, no excessive display of emotion and whatnot. But 
in my my music is rooted in human experiences, emotion, in just feeling. So it's a it's a nice little uh, thing to have. But yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. What well, what should we be looking out for? Um, in yes, from not just from Edwin Madu, the editor, but from doing the stoic as well. Um, I would say for for doing the stoic, um, you're. I really want to put out more music soon. Also, do more shows. I think that's something I've not done a lot of to you know interact with the fans more. So I want to do more shows oh. um, across. Like, I think I'm looking. Abuja and Accra soon, but also Lagos for sure. Again, I did one in March. I want to do another one soon. And uh, I want to put out some more music. I am working on uh, my second solo album. Um, that's pretty done, but we're just doing some final touches, trying to get um, also funding to do because it's a visual album. So we're trying to create mm-hmm. you know, visuals for that, make a film. Um, so that's that might be next year, but I have I have an EP and a couple other singles to drop this year. So yeah, I'm excited. This is that the reaction I need everybody to have because it's actually really good music. Thank you Great. so much for joining us, Edwin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. We've had such a great time speaking with you. I have as well. We would also leave your the handles to your social media in the description box. Okay, no problem. That's great. Um, thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you for listening. Kindly follow us on our social media platforms at the Writer's Source Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And do send us a mail on the Writer's Source Podcast at gmail.com. Keep listening to us across the various platforms, basically everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Podcasts. Do favorite us on Anchor and we would love to see your ratings. The Writer's Source Podcast is hosted by Ufoma and Faith. 